right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode eight of the Disreputable Podcast. My sidekick, Brandon, isn't with me today, but I have my friend, Rick Jones. Rick is a pilot. He's a neighbor. He's a friend from church. And he and I have had some conversations over the years about just the life lessons from the cockpit. And this year, he's got a great story to tell. But before I get into it too far with Rick, I want to say thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying these, share them. Uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or YouTube or the various. I think we're on Spotify, are we not, Abe? We're on Spotify, and well, you you already know whatever platform you're watching us on. Uh, feel free to share it with somebody you know because we try to keep it fresh and we try to have different perspectives on some of these topics and and that's why you're here Rick appreciate your dad your dad was a pilot yeah my dad was a pilot for 35 years for Alaska Airlines and my both my grandfathers were pilots one flew for Pan Am uncle with TWA sister was a pilot um, so this is a family business yeah it's yeah it's it's boring conversations around the dinner table at Thanksgiving because we all do the no same variety, thing. No variety, yeah. Yeah, no one wants to hear about. And what you did... worked for Alaska for years, and now you're now you're in the private sector. Yes, yes. Yep. F- flying a corporate jet. Yep, I fly for a family. Yeah, and and you you, you seem to love that. I do. Yeah, it gives I... you a little freedom, and that's one of the. I, I started taking lessons, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, a year and a half or two years ago, I guess COVID kind of shut me down and it's prolonged the process because for a while I couldn't get up and and get lessons. But I love, I love being up in the air. And there's so many great metaphors for, for, you know, life in flying. There are. Yeah, there are there are a lot. And even when I like when I when I I've done this in a sermon before, but. Uh, even as a passenger, if you're along, I mean, the f- first one of the first instructions you get is put your own mask on. Yeah, talk about that. What's the yeah. logic behind that? Don your own mask for those of us sitting in the back, right? Other than like somebody's name is the only time in the English language we use the word don, probably right? But you don your own mask <laughs> right. first, and yeah, yeah, that's right. It sounds well, silly, but yeah but when you're flying at thirty some thousand feet, there isn't much breathable oxygen up there, and so you know, the, the cabin altitude the, the cabin is pressurized on the planes, and so you, the air in there is if you're at the equivalent of about six thousand to eight thousand feet, so it's breathable and, and you can yeah. you can live but if there's some sort of a a loss of pressure loss of pressure pressurization um you need oxygen to live and, and right. you're going to lose it. And so they say, don your own mask first. And people kind of giggle at that. And I think I used to giggle at that a little bit, but if you don't have yours on, you can't help anybody else. Right. If you can't breathe, you can't help your child or yes. your friend or your, or, you know, your, your right. parent on board. You can't help them if you don't put your own, your own on first. And I think a lot of people are, Try to be not, you know, not be selfish and right. be givers or whatever. Like, yeah. oh no, I'm going to put it on my my child or, first. Oh, put my kids first. Yeah, well, I guess mean, what? Your your child might not have a parent right. afterwards, and so um, get yours on and then help uh, help the rest of the people. And this is something that I I, I say to young when when people come in for pre marriage counseling, because we're so child centric, right? That we're like, oh, the kids come first. Well, no, like this little unit. <laughs> This is how you sustain the kids. 
take, take care of yourselves first. Do a little self-care. And, and, and if, if mom and dad have a good soul life, it's going to help the kids. But if, if mom and dad are running ragged and em- on empty, then it's going to affect the kids. Kids are acting out on what's going on in the house. Sure. Well, and I'll see like even people that give a lot of advice. A lot of times people that are reaching out and trying to help or even people, I mean, that are maybe, um, you know, volunteering a lot right. are, are distracting away from maybe a problem at home or a problem in their own life. Yes. It's easy to go out and try to fix someone else. It's hard to fix your own deal. Like, I, right. you know, we've all seen people that want to give you relationship advice and then look at look at the fire right. that's happening at their house you know so so this this is instruction number 1 when you're watching this and we're talking about being in the cockpit as a metaphor for running your life so when you're watching this don't diagnose your ex-husband don't don't be this uh, put on let's all put on i'm going to listen for me you listen for you and this will be our way of putting our own mask on first so you said something to me a couple of days ago that really um was one of the reasons you're here today because you said that planes uh i'm trying to think exactly how you said it are most comfortable in flight Yes. Yeah. They're, they're built to fly. They're not built for Earth. Talk about that, because I think that's a great metaphor for the human existence. I've, yeah, it is. Uh, airplanes are built, they're, they're designed and engineered to be most comfortable in flight. So when they're sitting on the ground at the gate, for instance, when you're getting in, they look great, but they're, they're under more stress there structurally than they are actually. Even while, if they're not moving. Correct. Then why, while they're flying. They're built for that they're built to have the the air flowing past the wings and mm-hmm. to have you know, the engines working thrust going through the engines it, engines don't like being stopped and we actually have a lot of mechanical issues on airplanes if they've sat for a while you think oh it's sitting it's resting no you go fire the thing up and you might have a list of things they like to keep going they like to be right working they like to be in their element and they like to right. be um uh, yeah, the most relaxed in the area. And I even think about like, you know, birds. You think of birds, they're beautiful flying around. They're, they're gorgeous in the air and they're so graceful. But most of them, they get on the ground. Yes. They have to kind of hop. They can't walk. No, well. They're right. built for that. They're built for that. Yeah. You would think that they'd be more vulnerable up there. But a bird's more vulnerable down here. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it's not using. And, and I, I like that picture because so many times... The message the world is giving us is to, oh, don't, be careful, be careful, be careful. So we pull back and we, we're not doing what we were designed to do. Right. I think there are a lot of people, this is, this is a Dean's supposal, but I think there are a lot of people that get lost in addiction because they didn't have the guts to do what they were designed to do. They didn't, they didn't go all in on their gifts and abilities and i think that's true i actually saw a um, gosh a uh, something on youtube the other day uh, simon say i forget his name for sure but he was talking about that and, and dopamine really a lot of people get into addictions like you said right uh they're, they're chasing after the the that hit of dopamine where you know if you can ideally in your world you're gonna you're gonna choose right. what's gonna what's going to excite you complete you mm-hmm. make you feel fulfilled right. you know, whether it's flying or, or or leading people like you do yeah. or, or or whatever it is if you can choose something and have a passion for it and feel good about it like an airplane and comfortable in flight 
I'm comfortable flying and, and doing yes. what I'm doing or whatever. And and it makes the, the I feel like it, if you can do that and choose a passion and go after it, it helps helps the rest of your life too. It does. That's why they. I think they say uh, if if you could do something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I can remember I was on a flight from Dallas and I happened to be sitting next to a pilot who was deadheading back to Seattle. And we got in this storm. And I'm telling you, bro, it felt like those wings were just bouncing. Mm-hmm. And he, the guy, he, I didn't even say anything, but he turned to me and says, it's built for this. Yeah. And I believe, I believe humans are built for more than just like getting in the house and locking down after five o'clock. This whole, this whole nine to five, come home at five, have a drink and don't go out until Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. That kind of existence. I don't think we're, we're built for more stress than that. Exactly. It's, it's not fulfilling. It might be relaxing at the time, but right. I think long term it's, it's not fulfilling. And, and... Talk about uh, the idea of uh, fly the jet. You said that to me once. Fly the jet. When I say fly the jet, what does that mean to you? In, in, in the cockpit, when you're talking to the co-pilot mm-hmm. and that phrase is said, what's, what's being transmitted? Yeah, we have, a, we have, a, 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 we have that saying, uh, the, an expanded version of that is, is aviate, navigate, communicate, kind of in that order. Aviate? Aviate. Navigate, navigate communicate. communicate. Okay, walk me through that. Uh, aviate basically is, um, and I think about these every year when I'm in the simulator and they're throwing everything at you and all these all these emergencies. But aviate is fly the plane. All these things are going on. You might be near. Things might be happening. It might be a you know a galley fire in the back or or a problem with a passenger or something else. But fly the plane. You got to fly the plane. Someone yeah. has to fly the plane. You're, that's your assignment. Fly the plane. That's the most important thing. Are the wings level? Am I going the right direction? Fly the plane. Aviate. That's the aviate. Aviate. And then navigate. Watch out. Are you going to hit any hills? Are they, you know, is there any okay. uh, well, uh, obstacles? The obstacles, weather, um, and getting towards your destination. Because, I mean, you can have some stuff happening in the back. Yeah. But the real, the biggest danger, generally speaking, is in front of you. Right. Yeah. But the, yeah, the biggest thing is, is to fly the plane first. There's a... There's um, a saying really with Boeing's and how Boeing airplanes are built. Boeing airplanes historically were, were designed by pilots instead of so much engineers. They're designed by pilots and then engineers build them. And there's all these different systems, all these different potential distractions, but those are important. But the most important thing is really hand on the yoke and power lever, fly the thing first. Mm. And then let's add stuff on. And if things are going south on you, you turn the stuff off, get your hands on the plane, feel it. Fly the plane. Yeah. Get rid of your distractions. How do you translate that to to the people that are watching or listening today? I mean, because oh. life has all these all the stimulus sure. out here. Yeah. Well, it's you know it's, we have you know, we have we have relationship issues maybe with somebody boss yeah. issue work yeah. issue, uh, not connecting with people for some reason maybe financial issues bill pay that kind of thing mm-hmm. but 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 get centered first. Yes. You have to like and it's hard. But but get centered first. It's like um, we have we have a thing too. I, I think I've mentioned to to people I've flown with before. Um, like if if we have an engine failure or an engine fire, um, fly the plane. Get the plane. Yeah. And like in life, fly the plane. Those things are still going to be there. Right. The engine fire is still going to be there. Yeah. Your problems will still be there. Sure. You know, <laughs> take care of your take right. care of yourself. Get centered first. 
and then have a better foundation to work on those things yes. or, or to address those things or to absorb those things, whatever they are. Whatever because you if you get obsessed with you, let, let me give you a scenario. You yeah. lose an engine. Yeah. Okay. If you, if you obsess about what's going on on that wing there, right. you, you can make a bigger mistake. Is that? It is. Yeah. Uh, uh, some people will fixate so much on the problem and that's important to a degree, but I think it's more important to f- focus on what do I still have? Yes, that's good. What a great no, that's a great metaphor, because sometimes you lose a child. You, uh, the, your spouse says, "I, I want out," mm-hmm. and we we get so obsessed with what we're losing, we don't know what we have left. Right, and we'll have that in our checklist too. You'll go through something and at the end. It'll be like, "Hey, be careful," but you still have this stuff. Uh huh. This you is working, this. and this is working, yeah, and yeah. this is working. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to have this, and this, and this. Okay, I'm not going to have that. What was the third one? Aviate, navigate, and and communicate. Communicate. Talk communicate. about that. Oh, you'll see people who, um, you'll see people people who get in an emergency or some sort of an abnormal or an emergency in the cockpit. First thing they want to do is get on the radio, uh. or they want to make a PA to the passengers. Hey, we got this going on, or you know, talk to ATC. Hey, this, this, whatever. We have this issue, this, whatever. Da da da. And they want to communicate it. And I think that's part of like turning stuff outward. Right. You know, when it's most important, first of all, like okay, you have this issue. Instead of spreading it out to the world, maybe talking to your friends, gossiping every, you know, look at it first, fix it, keep it, keep your circle small. Right. And and talk about it with your co-pilot. Talk about it with your co-pilot. And let's see what we can do to, to work it out or not. Yeah, bro, I had this conversation with a dude, you know, not two weeks ago. Because this this rupture happened between he and his wife. And he tells the kids, like, on day two. I'm like, bro, bro, you don't even know what's happening. Right. Yeah. You don't even know. And you've now you've widened the circle. Now the kids are in it. And it's like... Now we've got drama, and and by the way, you still have to you still have to navigate this thing with yeah. her. Yeah, and now that's probably changed. Yeah, it's probably different now based on you communicating early rather than right. flying the plane and taking care right. of it and addressing right. it. That is so good. Mm-hmm. You've created a variable that wasn't there before. That's a great way of saying it. You, when you're in a crisis, you want to limit the variables. Yes, but sometimes. Uh, Here's another, and again, this is a marriage scenario, but what I've noticed is that sometimes people have a rupture in a relationship, okay? And and the person that that initiated the rupture, they made a mistake sure. or whatever. They're not, they're not really sure if they want in or out because they're 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 doing a cost benefit analysis. Hey, I've got these kids, I've got this family, or whatever, or whatever, and they're thinking it all through. But the minute you, like, take it public, they've already paid the price. Mm-hmm. Like, he cheated on me, she did this, whatever. So now they've paid the full freight, and you've helped them decide. Because part of what was keeping them in it was they, they hadn't paid the full freight yet. But because you communicated too soon and you told, you know, you called their mother-in-law and you called the father-in-law and said, she's this or he's that, they blew the whole thing up. And now there's not a decision to make. You know, I paid, I already paid the, paid the fare. Right. So, I mean, now I, now I have to rethink this through. Yeah. Whatever that situation was, it just changed because of that. You just added different external uh, 
external pressures to it. In the cockpit, if I'm outside doing other stuff, talking about it, things would be changing in here, and I'm at, right. and, and you, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta focus on it. I had a pastor friend who used to say, uh, "Oh, well, pastoring a church is like trying to fix an airplane while you're in flight. That's not easy to do." No. Yeah. Because there's all these dynamics. There's people on board. There's, you know, all this mm -hmm. stuff. Talk about make a decision. When you say, because this is part of, part of what your training is as a pilot, is somebody's got to make a decision, right? Right. Who's in charge? Who, who makes the call? Right. Ultimately, it's a pilot in command. But with us, we have two pilots, and so it's a, it's a crew concept. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the pilot in command. So whatever decision we come up with, whoever came up with it or... or it, it's ultimately the pilot in command's decision, ultimate decision, uh, responsibility for it. We'll see, going back to our yearly training, simulator training, they give right. us engine fires, they'll give us gear failures, they'll give us pretty catastrophic things. And I have people ask me, like, hey, have you ever had an emergency? I'm like, yeah, I've had plenty of emergencies in, in real life. I've lost five engines in real life. Wow. And the last one I lo lost uh, completely blew up. It grenaded. It, it was... A fire it, it blew up on the wing and people are like oh my gosh this is how long ago oh uh, that was a while ago that was in oh uh three oh four okay and um and people are like they're you know they're, they're taking a backpack because it sounds like a big thing and it is a big thing however it's an easy decision because guess what i don't have that engine anymore ah and so and i know what to do we practice those things all the time if there's an engine fire, engine failure, I, I know what to do. Uh -huh. We know what to do. It's obviously not a good thing, right. but the decision-making process is fairly relaxing because it's, it's been made. We lost it. Life. Uh, it's a big thing. Yeah. It's like, um, uh, you know, the, uh, maybe, you know, the sink is running over in your house. It's easy. You shut off the water. All there right. you go. But you got a little drip coming through the ceiling. Is that a big deal or not? That, that's where it gets tough. Is this a big deal or not? Yes. And I, not knowing what a normal problem yes, is. Like maybe, maybe, maybe it's nothing, but maybe the roof's failing on you. And, 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 and I think that is a problem in regular life. Mm -hmm. Because if your spouse dies, it's sort of settled. Yes, it's horrible, but you, but you know what it is. You and, know what and, it is. And you know generally the steps of what happens right. then. And it's right. horrible. You know it's... It's horrible, but it's and there's some risk in it. I mean, yes. if the engine blows up, you have to fly differently. Yes. you have to land in a different place. Mm -hmm. All of that. You're not going to get where you want it to go. Yeah, but you're flying along. I've had fairly recently flying along, and you hear a, a sound you haven't heard. There's some different sound going or on. Or there's a light yeah. going off. And it had light going on. The other day it was a sound. It was part of a window seal, a rubber window seal flapping. And making an awkward sound. And they don't, that's something we don't train for. Right. But like, okay, let's sit back and let's figure this thing out. And, it's how, not, and so how do you work through that? Is there a checklist? Is there no, a, for some things there isn't a checklist. And so right. you have to just talk about like, how big of a thing is this? This is something that um, I think I mentioned to you, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's determining how, how, how big it is. If, if everything's an engine fire, then nothing's an engine fire. Yeah. And... You, and little things can be little things. They yeah. might be big things, but let's but let's look at them and, right. and let's be reasonable about them. And this, don't sell the whole farm over something little that maybe is manageable. And let's don't panic over it. I think this is huge because some people, it's like it's like everything that happens to them. I don't know if it's just their cortisone. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, just like their ramped up personalities. Mm -hmm. But for some people, everything is an engine fire. It seems yeah. like it's just like wow. I'm I've like... flown with those people. I've flown with ex-military people who have, have time in combat, and you get a little thing in flight, and all of a sudden they're pulling circuit breakers and this and that and checklists and whatever. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, dude, stop, just Gotta relax. Slow a second. Down. Like, oh, I got that. I'm like, I know it's an abnormal, but, but, but stop for a second. Let's let's figure out what it is. Let's talk about it. Slide your seat back. Let's talk about it for a talk, second. What do you We're, mean, slide your seat back? Well, let, let's let's. Let's not get all hands-on and trying to, like, solve everything right now. Flipping fix, switches. Fix, fix, solve, fix, solve. Let's assess for a second, because we can assess this one. Do you literally slide your seat back? In my mind. So, not so you're taking in more. This, I think this, yeah. is, this is huge, because what I try to tell people when they're going through crisis is, like, hey, start getting, start listening to podcasts. I mean, start, start reading a book. Get a, go see a counselor. Like, take in more data. Yeah. Yep. Before you're... Before you're like putting the parachute on, sure, yeah, and it helps to have someone with you. Like we, I have, a, I have a co-pilot, so one of us can get more immersed in the problem, uh -huh. but we can't both be. Right. And so someone needs to slide it back, fly the jet. Right. You handle the problem. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it, my normal, my normal scan of the cockpit is gonna get bigger now. So I can handle some of your duties. You figure out the problem for us. So let's yes. talk about it. But what, what you get immersed in it. Or I will. And then I need you to slide your seat back and, and look at it. And let's see how big of a problem it is. Because, And then once you, once you, once you figure it out and, and have, a, have a good idea of how big of a problem it is or not, make, make a decision. Make a decision and go with that decision. It might not be the perfect decision. But yeah. you can't... Like, the other day we we had to go to uh, we had to deviate we weren't going to make it to our destination we had a little light come on it was an abnormal situation it wasn't clear cut what to do so we decided where we were going we were going to be going into heavy weather a lot of ice and snow and and it was going to be pretty miserable already but now we have this issue so we decided let's not go into that weather uh -huh. with with this let's go somewhere else and so then it was the decision of where we're going to go uh -huh. because you want to go to a safe place place with good weather to land also uh -huh. Where there could be some maintenance to help us out, sure. and but there's there's a bunch of those places so we had to pick one, and you can't just like oh let's go to Omaha where we end up going oh maybe we can dive down to Wichita maybe we can go over to Lincoln maybe yeah. whatever like oh That's hey this so looks good you, have to you can float around you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta put in ink you gotta at one point you gotta decide it now again that might change but right. don't just be floating around make the decision on the thing and there's right. a, there's a certain relaxation. Even though you can sit back later, well, maybe it would have been better to go here, maybe, or maybe here, or whatever. But there's a certain yes. relaxation and focus if you can make a decision yes. to go to that place, and then you can so just good. put your resources into that. So good. I love it. And I hope you're enjoying this. You should be thinking right now about some people you could send it to. Uh, but I want to I make sure I get through all of the things that yeah. I remember you talking about. You, you and I had a talk one time, and you were talking about this idea of like at some point to really take off you got to stick your neck out and when and when i one of the hardest lessons for me when the when when you're in control like you, you know i've got this this gal over here who's trying to teach me how to do it is like when you're on the runway and she says go i mean it's it's got to be full throttle mm -hmm. Because, you know, because my tendency, I'm on a little Cessna 172, you know, it's got this little, little, you know, thing. It's not like a big airplane right. thing, but you got to push it in. You got to push it in. So I'm trying to, like in a car, 
you, know, you want to be kind of light off the line. You don't want to pop it, you know, or whatever. It's not so in a plane because no. you're trying to get air. Right. And you gotta, you have to commit. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what it's about when you say, stick your neck out, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was 16 and I was going to solo for the first time, fly by myself for the first time. I could barely, I don't even I think I just got my driver's license. And I'm going to solo for the first time. And I was nervous about it. I didn't sleep well the night before. I'm going up by myself. I've been mean, flying yeah. a bunch, but this is my first time by myself. And there's no one to help you out when you're going to yeah. fly solo for the first time. And I was nervous. And I remember adding the power. I was just sweaty palms, pushing the power in, like you said, all the way. And then there got to be the point where there was, I was taking off. There's no more runway left. There was no, I was committed. And the weirdest, the, the strangest thing happened to me was I, I felt a peace. Because now I know, it wasn't like all these wondering about things. It's like, well, I have to go now. I have to go. Now I can just, I'm going to focus on what I'm going to do. I'm going to get around the pattern and come back and land. And, 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 and making that commitment brings a lot of peace. Nowadays, when we fly the jet, we still we have a lot of metal around us, a lot of fuel, people on board, and we we have we have that point where we have to commit. We add, we add the power, and we get to a certain speed depending on the runway and the day and the right. conditions. Where we the speed's called V one. It's our it's our go no go speed. Right. Before that, anything happens, we can abort the takeoff and and we can just stop and and still be where we are and, and safe. After that speed, V1, which we, we reach when we're still on the runway, and but once we hit that speed, we can't stop anymore. We can't stop and have a safe braking distance. Right. And so we have to go. And so even though you're still on the runway, at V1, you have to make the commitment, and you can't stop. But your tendency sometimes is to still stop. And so we have a procedure where at V1, we do it, at, I believe every, every airline does it also, we take our hands off the power levers. Because, because to... to Throttle back would be destruction. Yes, but that would be a natural tendency to throttle back. Yeah. So we eliminate that. We say this isn't a, this isn't an option anymore. So we put both hands on the yoke. Mm, I love it. And we have them up there. So if something happens, we're on the yoke and we're flying the thing, right. and we can't just like you know, we we can't just have a mulligan on this. We're going. Yeah, that's so good. I had a conversation once with this guy. He he was sort of not married to this gal, and then she gets pregnant, and he's still talking. As if he's got all these options, you know? <laughs> and I would say, bro, you're a dad now. Mm -hmm. It's time. You're like, it's full throttle now. Yeah. We're not dinking around. You have another. Now you have a passenger. Sure. Back there. And you're, you're not crashing or whatever. You. Now we're crashing three people. Mm -hmm. And I think some people just never... I don't know, it's fear or like bad experiences, that that kind of sticking your neck out thing, that's hard to do. It is. I mean, we all run into these people with all these ideas. I'm going to do this. I'm going to go back and get my master's. Are you? you know, do I'm going to do this. I'm going to, we're going to go At some point, you're going to put power we're gonna, to we're it. Gonna go to, we're going to go to Europe now. You know, we're going to go whatever. And then you, and you realize you see these people again in a year or two and they haven't, they haven't, they haven't done these been things. To Europe. And we're all guilty of this. they didn't get their masters. We're all guilty of this. Or maybe like I know like as a, as, a, as a musician also, I have so many friends who have, you know, you, you have a guitar, you have a right. piano, you have a drum kit. Right. And I'm going to go do this and I'm going to, I'm going to get yeah. a band, I'm going to do this yeah. or whatever. And 98% of them don't, but they're yeah. going to someday. But you know, and and, yes. and 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 that's fine, and that's great. It's a fun hobby, but yeah. you either you're either gonna 
do it or you're, you're not. Right. And there's, there's a point where you need to either, okay, I'm going to commit, I'm going to sign up some studio time and record this song, or I'm actually going to put out an ad in yeah. Craigslist and get in a band, yeah. and I'm actually I'm going to sign up for that yeah. master's program, or I'm not. But you have to have the power right. and commit. You, your band is called what? Unfortunate Bangs. Yeah. It's an 80s hair reference. <laughs> yeah. And But you guys just did a cover of a Tom Petty song. But yeah. You were telling me at some point you just had to like call the studio, book the time. Yeah. That's your way of throttling. Yes, yeah. It, we're, it, we're paying for the studio time. Right. We're going to play this thing, and we're going to release this thing, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. And it was it was a song that we, we've talked about, and we honestly hadn't ever practiced together. And that created so much stress with my bandmates. All right. And But it was fun, and that's what I wanted. I wanted a raw sound, uh, just a, a real sound, like someone just decided to play this song. Yeah. And so... I, I set it up and, and I have very some I have at least one bandmate who's very you know particular and uh-huh. and, and, and defined and he's awesome I love him for it he needs he, we need that to balance me out but it wasn't his normal comfort zone it turned out it turned out great it was yeah. wonderful but we had to book the day go yeah. do it people were practicing on their own we came in and however prepared you were you were or not. And we're gonna, and it's gonna be what it is today. Yeah. And we're gonna record it. And it was really fun. I think I've mentioned to you, Rick, but there's a couple of books in this topic that I love. Number one is by a guy named Stephen Pressfield. It's called The War of Art, and that it's it's about the war inside all of us that holds us back from putting our art out there. You got to yes. write it. It's yeah. not the art of war. It's the war mm-hmm. of art, and 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 that resistance that's inside of everybody like oh the sermon isn't ready the song isn't ready the podcast isn't ready you know it's not perfect right. at some point you have to the only way to overcome resistance is to do it and put it out imperfectly and the other guy is Seth Godin cuz he talks a lot about just ship it ship it Get, write the book ship it you can edit forever true you know and I, i've written uh, three or four maybe five books now and at some point, you know, it's just like, yeah, this isn't, uh, this isn't perfection. Mm-hmm. I could, I'm always learning about different things, and I could, I could change it every day. But I'm going to put this out and let the world kind of thumbs up or thumbs down. I could see that in, in, like, in art. Right now, I'm just thinking about that in art, like Van Gogh or whatever. At a certain point, there's no more brushstrokes. That yes. was enough brushstrokes. I have to, I have to hang it and put it on the yeah, wall, put it yeah. in the frame. At a certain point, and when is that point? And and but being comfortable with that, and All being right. comfortable with your art, yeah, to be able to do that, and that that's what we did with our song, "Unfortunate Bangs," "American Girl," "Spotify," <laughs> Get all <it>. platforms. Get <laughs> it, absolutely. No. But at a point, we have to hit record, and that's it. Yeah. It's, it's in the can now. You right. can go do other ones, but right. that one's in the can. Let's let's wrap it up with this because. Um, I want to get back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. And at some point, if you're the pilot, the first decision is you got to center that plane on the runway. And, you, and, and when you do that, you have to have chosen a destination. You do. So talk about this in closing. How, how do you choose a destination? And, and, and what if you don't get to that destination? Because a lot of people had an idea at 16 of who they wanted to be. But they didn't really, I mean, it was sort of fuzzy, you know? Right. And maybe that was part of the problem. Yeah. Anyway, talk about choosing a destination. Well, yeah, the, the biggest thing is, is really locking in a destination. Like, so this is, a, this is what I want to do. This is the place where I want to go. And so we choose a destination. And so we, we put all of our, our time and resources and, and knowledge into that. 
And so we look at the destination. We look at the, is it capable of handling our type of airplane? So you have the facilities for us. So weather. So if you're going to Park City, Utah, right? What do you what do you do when you choose that destination? Yeah. Well, around there, yeah. We, we so we I, we go in there quite a bit. We will go to Salt Lake usually. There's Heber City. We're going to Salt Lake if we're going to Park City. But we look at um, how the weather is. Uh, what the facilities are like. Uh, they have fuel for us. Do they have maintenance if we need it? We, we look at those sort of things. Uh, then we look at, is the weather okay for us to go there? Is it a destination we can reach with the fuel we can carry on board? Uh-huh. Is our airplane equipped to go in there based on whatever the navigational uh-huh. needs to go in there? Right. Is my crew rested and ready? You can look, look at just eliminating variables. Right. But then we're focusing on we're going to go there. We're going to go there. And so it's not like let's go, let's go to Utah. Or let's go to you know somewhere around the you know the the, the Wasatch Mountains or the or the Rockies or whatever. It's no, it, we're going to there. It's like you know, yeah. aim small, miss small, right? You know, we're we're going to we're going to Salt Lake, and so everything we do is to see if we can go there. Then once we decide that you know everything lines up, we 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 can't be responsible for every variable that's going to come along later, right. but we know that we're focused on that destination, that goal, and so and that helps you get smarter. Yes. If it's just like we'd like to be on the West Coast, well, well I mean that's Seattle or San Diego. Those yeah. are two totally different enterprises. Right. Then you end up going to none of them. Right. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so you focus on one, go towards it, and then. Sometimes you get there, you get close, and it doesn't work yeah. out for some yeah. reason. There's a weather issue. Maybe a plane is disabled on the runway. Um, uh-huh. Ice and snow, thunderstorm camped out over the top of it. You can't get in, and so you have to go somewhere else. And so we will have, we will have an alternate, and so we'll have an alternate too. Which we're trying to distract ourselves with the alternate too much. We, we we check it out prior, but really we're we're going to that spot until we can't. Like, it's not like, hey, maybe we'll go here or here. It's like, yeah, we're going there. I like that. I like that because who, who you end up being at 53, for mm-hmm. instance, I'm 53. Uh, I know I only look 23, but who, who you end up being at 53 is, is not exactly who you thought you were going to be at 18. Right. right. Yeah. But, it, uh, but you, if you have Napoleon Hill in the book Think and Grow Rich says that life or uni- the universe – however they phrase it, you know, mm-hmm. responds to definite plans. If a man is definite yeah. and says, I won't be detoured, I'm going to be a millionaire, I won't be deterred, I'm going to be a great father, yeah. somehow God's, the Holy Spirit, helps in yeah. that process. It really does. Yeah. My wife, Sophie, she, she talks about, a, I might flip-flop this, energy flows where energy goes. So basically, let's focus on it. Let's put words to it. Let's write it down. Right. Let's focus on that, and let's focus our energy. And that's and things will flow in that direction for us, by by determining it, by by, by speaking it, by telling a friend, by 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 taking a mm-hmm. step forward, taking that first step. Right. And then the energy will flow to that spot, yeah. that defined spot that you're trying to go to. And I know a lot of Jesus people. I mean, obviously, I pastor a church. A lot of Jesus people are uncomfortable with those kinds of ideas. But it was a scripture that said that God wanted to give you the desires of your heart. I think a lot of times people don't even know their own heart. So how is God? God works in your plans. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. How can God bless a plan that hasn't been made yet? That's true. You got it. You have to have a definitive moment and and everybody moves in the direction of their dominant thought, you know. Mm-hmm. I tried it. Something that helps me, and I think I, I learned this from you, was um, I try to just instead of you know, praying for this, hey, I want this, I want this, you know, God give me this, God do this, God, you know, re- repair this relationship. Instead, it's just hey, 
show me your will. Yeah. Show me your will. And then I feel like from having my brain set up and the heart set up in that way, hey, show me your will. I feel like I'm able to look at life oh, and to all of a sudden I will know what those things yes. are that maybe should, should be important in the yes. direction I should be yes. led rather than like, Hey, send me here, send me here, send me here. Like, right. is that really where God wants me to go? Right. I'm kind yeah. of forcing it. Maybe I'm going to, I'm not going to look at the signs <laughs> along the way because I'm, but show me where, and that's then, good. and then be receptive of it. And then, and then make, make yeah. sure that's your destination. Well, we're almost out of time. Rick, what do you want these people to know? Why, why, why is this metaphor helpful to you? And, and what do you want them to take away? Um, I think, well, with me, it's just, I've had, you know, many life experiences, good and bad or whatever. And, 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 and some of these things that like we went over today, that's just kind of scratching the surface of it, but things that I've learned at work and I've used as metaphors, I see, you know, going to our church two, five, three, and, uh, I see that, um, that you give us these, these tips and metaphors, you you speak with so many metaphors and that's so helpful and it relates to our life. And so. Um, I like to just be able to use my knowledge. I'm not quite 53, but I'm 51, and um, and 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 use some of the experiences I yeah. have, the knowledge I have, and maybe some of those metaphors can be helpful. I know it's helpful to me, and so yeah, I'd like to just sure. be able to you know communicate oh, a little it's, bit. It's a great, it's a great picture, and I thank you for giving us time, and thank you for watching. One more time, I want to say share this with somebody because uh, that picture of your life, the destination, what you want, moving in that, handling the crisis as it comes, I think this will be helpful. So blessings to you. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.